The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Thanks for coming here today and practicing with all of us. So, um... Maybe I'll tell you a story. When the Buddha was, um, he grew up in amazing circumstances. Um, His father was a a chieftain of large, large lands. And... uh, very, very wealthy, very famous. And uh, so the Buddha grew up in the lap of luxury. And his, and there was a seer that the father consulted a seer about his son. And the, and the seer said, well, your son will either be a great chieftain like you, even greater than you, or he will be... Um, a spiritual seeker. And uh, the father did not like the idea of his son being a spiritual seeker and leaving all of this behind. So he wanted to make this situation for his son so uh, wonderful that he would never want to leave. So it was said that there were beautiful scents, smells, throughout castles, and beautiful music, and only young and beautiful people were around. So, the, and the Buddha was, he, he, it was, they were a very loving family, and, and uh, extraordinary wealth, and pleasures, and And um, then when he was uh, 22, he, he left the castle and, and uh, he went to the village with, his, with the charioteer and he was exposed to what wasn't so pleasant. He was exposed to people who were old, people who were sick, and people who were dead. He saw a corpse. He asked the charioteer who, who brought him in, What's, what is that in the church? That's a, a dead person. People die. Another person, what, what's, what's with him? He's old. That's what happens with human beings. They get old. Another person was sick. So, um, and then he saw also a monk. And who is that? Well, that's a, a spiritual seeker who, is, who uh, is seeking to go beyond old age, sickness, and death in his, in, in his understanding. So the Buddha decided to leave the castle and pursue a life of wisdom, finding out what's going on here, what, what's this all about. Kind of like us, we're just sitting here. 
wondering, practicing, trying to find something deeper, trying to find what this life is all fundamentally about. What what is here? What's worthwhile? What's meaningful? What's good and true? And um, so the Buddha pursued finding out what's true, what's meaningful. He spent six years in the in the jungle studying with the greatest the greatest uh, masters studying all the scriptures that were available, and it didn't bring him any satisfaction. So he stopped doing that. But he was better than any of that. He was he was a genius, and he was he exceeded his masters in his learning. And then he. Um, went to masters of what's called jhana practice or concentration practice. And he achieved all of the levels. I think there are eight levels of jhana, great concentration levels of extraordinary refinement of mind. Like there's a jhana of infinite space. So knowing that, a jhana of... um, I forget, anyhow pure consciousness. So he achieved all those jhana levels, exceeded his masters, and uh, but he'd always come back. He was never satisfied. So, um, and then he became a, an ascetic. He wanted, to, he wanted to destroy all sensual desires, wanting anything. We have these monkey minds that want Want, want. He thought by destroying all of his desires, he could stop his monkey mind and find true happiness. And he almost died from that. It, he, 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 uh, his, it was said that his stomach, the separation between his stomach and his spine, was uh, as wide as a as a sesame seed. And um, he was by the river. And he was actually about to fall into the river, to die, about to die. And this shepherdess who had been watching him from across the river came over with a bowl of porridge. And she says, please, sir, accept my offering. And so then he gave up his asceticism and he ate this bowl of porridge. And he went over to a tree and just sat down. And he'd given up all his striving, all his trying to attain some kind of happiness, some kind of meaning, just gave up. And then a memory came over him, a memory of himself as a young child, a boy, a boy who was sitting by a tree, just like he was sitting by a tree, and watching his father. And he remembered his simple happiness as a boy. His just pure, innocent okayness 
just a boy. I, I remember when I was a little boy. My mom, I was, uh, my mom dropped me off for my first day of kindergarten at a school. And uh, it seemed like these steps to this school were so, I was really little, you know, four years old, were really high. So I climbed all these stairs and I, I went into this school and I didn't know where I was or where I was supposed to go. And so I, I wandered into a classroom and there were these kids that looked like they were giants. They were third graders, I think. They looked so big. And they looked at me and they, they kind of like, look at him. And they, all, they were kind of laughing, smiling. I guess I was cute, little. And, uh, but anyhow, it scared me and I, I left that classroom and I went outside and walked down those stairs and walked straight home. It was about nine blocks. And I found my friend Jimmy Slade, who was younger than me, who didn't, didn't have to go to school yet. And we just sat on a curb. I can remember this. We just sat by, on a curb by my house. And I remember just, it was just happy, just a little little boy, happy away from all of that mess. Happy to be there, sitting on a curb with my friend Jimmy Slade. Just okay, as it is. And that was what the Buddha remembered. He remembered himself just like a little boy. And the okayness of simply being. The innocence, the purity. Where there was no effort, all this striving that he'd been doing to achieve these great concentration practices. All these rigorous practices to become something. And he gave it all up. Just like we can give it all up ourselves. We can just, in meditation, that's what we do. We just sit. Simply be. Simply just sit and be ourselves. And everything is here. You're all conscious, right? Anybody here not conscious? It's here. We are aware. We are awake. We don't have to do anything to become awake. We don't have to do anything to become aware. The light is on. We don't have to turn the light on. Just have to notice the light is on. We don't have to keep flipping the switch. We are aware. And this awareness is boundless. We're aware of sights, sounds, smells, tastes, touch, feelings, thoughts. Everything is here in this very moment. Everything you could possibly want. It never gets any better than just this.
course, there are the afflictions that come in. That's a whole other story, another talk. But I'm just talking about just a fundamental state that the Buddha discovered. So simple, so peaceful. He said, this is so peaceful. This is so profound. This is luminous. He used the word luminous. Luminous knowing. And there are other qualities that are here. We all want to be happy, right? Anybody here not want to be happy? Not want to be content, at ease? We want this right for ourselves? This is love. We are innately love. Just like we want our loved one to be happy. We want our loved one to be peaceful. We don't want her or him to worry or be angry or to be afflicted. In any. We want her to be peaceful. We love her or him. And we want this for ourselves. It's innate. We have love. And we, have, we also don't want to have problems. We don't want to suffer. We don't want to have challenges. We want to be free from all these things. That impulse is compassion. Just like we want our loved one to be free of struggles. You, ha- you, you have innate compassion. You have innate love. You have innate awareness. We have all these beautiful, beautiful qualities of simply being. It's, it's within. Think of something that you want that's in the world. Anything, a relationship, an experience, a situation that's central to you that you really want. Maybe even habitually want. And then reflect, is what happens in that experience or that relationship or that situation? Is there anything that you get from that experience that you don't already have within you? We have that love within us. We have that kindness within us. We have that, this presence, this knowing within us. And frankly, even our best relationships, not the hallmark variety, the real, the real relationship, might bring us great happiness sometimes and love, and, you know, but also they bring us challenges, difficulties, agony sometimes. So this is what the Buddha discovered. Our innate well-being, our innate goodness, without any effort, just in being. So this is, 
you know, we bow to the Buddha. We take refuge in the Buddha. There's the Buddha within. We take refuge in the Buddha within. This is what we practice in meditation. Awareness, simply being in ourselves. And this is what we can practice throughout the day, just returning, returning, returning in small moments, many times throughout the day. I think that's it.